Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Jason McGovern, no Ricky Sachs. He is running late. Obviously, when you get a little bit big time, you think you can rock up when you want. Maybe it's the international break for some, but we still roll on. But we don't care. I'll tell you why we don't care, because we have a very special guest in the studio. Anna from Spurs XY joins us tonight, and Spurs take over for two hours. We can't wait to talk about everything from the Sheffield United game, the VAR debacle. How are we making and what are we making of VAR? Not just for Spurs fans, for all fans, because it's causing a lot of controversy, a lot of drama, and we absolutely love it. Well, we do here because we get to talk about it, but we want to hear your views on it as we always do. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. You can also WhatsApp on the same number. We're going to be talking about the Sheffield United game, looking towards those next run of fixtures. And obviously, I believe a Spurs left back may have made some comments this week. Uh, Jace, I know you're a really big fan of him, so I know you can't wait to get into that, but just hold your horses. We're going to be talking all about it. But Anna, it is a real pleasure to have you in the studio. Firstly, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a real pleasure and it's nice because, you know, we go from one show where Ricky wants to talk about transfers, Jason wants us to print off posters of Danny Rose saying how much he loves him. <laughs> so it's just been nice for you to come in tonight and we can talk about everything else with Spurs and obviously they are your true love. But let's get straight into the game because Ricky's obviously decided to miss this part. It was Sheffield United on the weekend. It was 1-1. It was another average performance. Can I say that, Jace? Is that fair? Was it even average? I was trying to be nice. <laughs> trying to be nice. I thought it was poor again. Poor at Everton. Poor at Sheffield United. And that's my my one real concern at the moment. Is it's not just the results. It's the the level of performances. I think, in fairness, we've we've kind of hid behind the the contract rebels, as Lee Keys, mm. as Lee calls them. There was there was 
no Toby. You know, we, he more or less kept the side that we'd, we'd wanted him to do after Belgrade, and it was poor. We have to accept it. And the level of intensity shown, I mean, Sheffield United's goal was, was a disgrace for a, for a Premier League team to concede like that. And there doesn't, there doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel at the moment. Yeah, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, although I, I did think there was light at the end of the tunnel, Anna, because obviously I felt like it may be one of those days for Spurs where Sheffield United, you know, they were having great chances, they hit the woodwork, but it was Spurs who took the lead, and, you know, sometimes that is the spark you need. You're not you're not on, you're not on your best day, you're up against it, and yet you come away with the three points. It wasn't to be, but what did you make of Tottenham on the weekend? No, I agree with you. I think we did have a bit more luck than in previous games, and... Our performance was obviously nowhere near the best. I think average is, is good, um, a b- better wording. I don't think it was that poor. I think Watford was poor. Mm. I think we looked better than that. We did look tired after midweek. We did keep the same, more or less the same team we wanted, and we have to build on that. And it's not going to happen overnight. We do need a run of form. We need to keep these players. We should start playing the three new signings that we've signed in the summer, or at least the two, and Dombele and Giovanni Locelso for the time being, and then bringing Sassignon, bringing that fresh blood. And we can build on that. There is a future, but it might just not be immediate. Yeah, well, obviously, a key theme of the show for the last week, certainly for Ricky and Jason and Lee and Jamie, we're saying, how can we spark this form? Where is it going to come from? You know, Ricky says he can't see the team at the minute going on a run. Jason said it's okay getting the home wins, and he was worried about the Liverpool, the Everton, the away form. You just mentioned it there to go on this run. Let me ask you, Anna, how do Spurs go on this run? Where are they going to find it? Because we know they've been getting the results in Europe. Brilliant performances, five-star performances. It's just not happening for them in the Premier League at the minute? I think we should keep a, a consistent lineup. I think it's hard that we've also rotated a lot. We've changed the formation a bit and the players at the back. Maybe we should stop building from the back. I think it's really hard that, uh, for example, on the weekend, obviously, played Dyer and Sanchez. Neither of them are left-footed, so Dyer as a left centre-back was really... Weak, to say the least. And uh, and well, Sanchez isn't better there either. When he has to play with Toby, that's also very weak. So maybe either playing Davies there or going to a back three. Somehow solidify, because we know Pochettino likes to play from the back. He, he likes to build from the back as well. So I think that's where we should start. We should start by either getting a, a team who are consistently playing week in with the cat so they can get used to each other. Mm, Jason, we mentioned last week, obviously, we've done the, as we always do, we do the opposition view. We had James Shield on for Sheffield. And, and we, we all said ourselves, look, we know Sheffield are going to be up for it. We know of their brilliant form this year. You know, they're going to fight for every ball, the intensity. Spurs need to match it. It wasn't. No, the, the sad thing was that, that you looked at Sheffield United and thought, that's a Pochettino Tottenham. That's, that's the side I wanted to be watching four years ago and three years ago and things. The intensity, the, the bravery on the ball, the way they were knocking it around, all those qualities that we associate with Pochettino's football mm. was in Sheffield United and, and hats off to them. They were, they were absolutely superb on the day but, uh, and with better finishing, they'd have won the game convincingly and they probably deserve to win it in fairness to them. Yeah, well, this is the Spurs fan show. We're talking everything from the Sheffield United fan, uh, Sheffield United game on the weekend. What's the time, Charlie? Uh, the time is ooh, nearly ten past seven. Oh, the transfer, is Jim Black, <laughs> transfer, just through the door. Well, the transfer guru has uh, finally taken his place. I mean. Rick, it's, it's good to see you. You just feel you can drop I in and drop out. It's not five aside. I thought I'd try to avoid it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I thought I'd try to avoid this. We're one. not roll on, roll off subs here, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you just turn up when you want. Yeah, 
Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Thanks for having me. Fame's gone to his head, hasn't it? He uh, just does as he wants. It happens. What full of complacency. I'll be honest, Jay. So I WhatsApped him. 24 hours he took to reply. That's a lie. Because it would come back in a couple of hours. I made sure I came back to you quick. A couple of hours. That's quick enough. Yeah, yeah, you know. You have to speak to his agent now, mate. This is the problem. What is he talking about? This is the problem. I've just got ricky at reception.com. They've got no email. Delighted to say, though, you always play a big part in the Spurs fan show. And you can call in 028 558 or tweet us at Love Sport Radio. You can turn up and be part of the show, just like Ricky has chosen to do so tonight. But you have called in. This is Cos. And you want to talk a little bit about the board, don't you? Because you feel like the board don't get enough grief for the situation. It's aimed at the manager, but the board, that's where we should be pointing the finger. Uh, hello, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. How, How are you? Mate? Yeah, not bad. Just depressed as we've been for the last few months. But what can we do, eh? mean to go on right just just regarding the board um i'm sure I, um, I do talk to a few of you on twitter sometimes and comment and i'm sure jason knows what i think about the board and so on um i don't literally believe and think that the board does not get enough grief because they've built this stadium that everyone rambles on about week in week out this bricks and water that maybe one day when any came in charge of spurs will bring us success and so on people are so blinded regarding the stadium and that's what they use. If you have a go at Levy for not buying players for two, three years or his lack of not signing Toby and Jan and Rose to new contracts or if they're not going to sign contracts but obviously they knew, you sell them, you move them on but they've completely taken the eye off the ball completely and we are in this mess. We are 14th in the Premier League having many points off the drop, nowhere near top four because of the board. Yes, Pochettino has a responsibility, but if you give someone blunt scissors, what is he supposed to do? Cos, just on your point, listen, I, I totally understand that, and I'm in agreement with you that I think the ball did sell him short over the summer, but no one was really criticising the ball when the club were in a Champions League final. And in the summer, they did go out and break their transfer record twice because Giovanni de Chelsea is going to be a Spurs player unless we're not going to be in Europe, which at the moment it could be a possibility. But I hear what you're saying. But do you not think also Pochettino's got to take a long, hard look at himself? For Obviously, I think he's got to take a lot of responsibility here, hasn't he, for the way we've been set up tactically in these last nine months. I think, you know, his choice of players, staying loyal to those players that really shouldn't be anywhere near the first team. Uh, how much yeah. blame do you put on the manager? Listen, at the end of the day, as I said to you, I'd... In a sense, okay, so he has, I'm just using these, but the contract rebels, as we call them. You've got Toby, you've got Jan, you've got Rose, and so on. For me, because of the lack of investment in the previous windows, he's been left with these players, and he has to play. You saw, no disrespect, he's not my favourite player in the world, but Eric Dyer, goes, he can play against Red Star Belgrade, who is, how should we say, Red Star, what, League Two side? Come on, guys, you've got to be honest. League Two side in in England, maybe maybe Championship. Not not even he can play Eric Dyer there, and things like that. But you saw Dyer against Sheffield United. He gave away how many how much possession, especially in the first half. He's got to play Dyer because Toby, obviously the whole contract scenario and so on. He can't play Toby now, or he can't play Vertonghen now, or he can't play Eriksen now. That's not Mauricio's job, is it? Surely that's the board's job. But he's still playing Danny Rose. But it's either him or Ben Davis. I know, like, I, I can't stand Danny Rose. Jason is probably laughing in the background. He, he actually genuinely Rose. is. You've literally yeah, called I'm it like, because I'm he's sure laughing. He is, you know. <laughs> but Ben Davis is not that much better. He's a nice guy. He seems like a nice, nicer bloke, but 
Is he that much better, really? I will play Ryan Sessignon, but he's not ready yet. So who do you play? It's like on the weekend. To be honest, the team came out. I saw Dyer. I saw Sanchez. I'm like, you know what? It's probably right. He don't want to play the contract rebels. I agree. But the worrying but, thing is, Carlos, and what you're saying is that even when he yeah. did change up at the weekend, he probably selected 10 out of the 11 players that we wanted to see at the weekend, bar Danny course, Rose at the moment. He's still yeah. not really getting a tune out of them. That, that's the biggest concern that, you know, as fans, pretty much all of us were happy with that lineup, and he's still yeah. not getting a, a result out of his team. You know don't I mean? you think the squad? Don't you think that the club and the squad are literally in limbo? And there's a there's a there's a disease. I know it's a bad word to you, but there's a disease running through it because of these of Jan, of Toby, of Aurier, of Rose, of Wanyama, of Ericsson, all these players that don't want to play for Spurs. So what is he supposed to do? He turns up for preseason training. And these six, seven Muppets, sorry for calling them that, but yeah, they gave us a couple of them gave us good service in the last five years. But sorry, I support Spurs. I don't support Jan Batongan and Christian Eriksen. And think, like, do you, know, do you know what I mean? I think you're right. I think the board can't, can't escape criticism. I think, you know, Daniel perhaps got far too involved with the, with the building of the stadium and, and definitely took his eye off the ball. And perhaps over the last, what, three seasons, if you like, if ever there was a time when we needed a director of football that, that could be a, a genuine buffer between the two and, and sort the footballing matters out, we definitely needed it. But the unfortunate thing, we can talk about the board and there's lots out there that, that constantly tweet Enoch out, Levy out and things, but until somebody comes along with three billion quid, you're not going to get rid of the board. And, and you can sell players, you can sack managers, but you're just not going to sell up until they get that, that offer that they want, no matter yeah. no matter how hard we tweet and how many people complain about it. So if somebody comes along with three billion quid and make them a night, people say they only care about the money, pay, give them the money and they'll sell the club in that case. But they're, they're well, not going to... That, that, that's the horrible thing about football, though, sometimes. Exactly. For us Spurs fans, as in, like, the first person to go will be the manager. Yep. End of, basically. So, however bad we're doing, but as I keep saying to you, I believe, as, you know, I'm a big supporter of Jamie, I, I think Jamie speaks, I totally agree with whatever Jamie says, basically, whenever he's on. And, like, he's saying to you, give the guy the tools. As you said, yeah, Ricky was saying before about this window that we've just gone, yeah, he did. He bought two free plays, but Ricky, he should have done that for the last three or four windows, mate. Then we'll yeah, but that, that also uh, what I will we, say is that because uh, listen, what I will say is that you know he was part of the reason why we didn't buy players. He was offered players; they may not have been the ones he wanted, but he should never have allowed the club to go two transfer winners consecutively without investing. And you've got to be honest about it. Listen, for me, I am so torn right now on the manager. But what I will say is, at the moment, twenty-five points from the last twenty-four Premier League matches is not the board's fault. That's with the manager, and that's Ooh, with his selection, and with his team. Know, mate. And maybe his loyalty to some of those players is yeah. also part of the problem. That you know, the moment Toby wouldn't sign, the moment Ericsson wouldn't sign, perhaps you know he he wanted to keep them for the extra year just to to prove his point and make them do it, but it, it didn't happen. So he's he's got to take some responsibility in it. That's for sure. We haven't seen Skip. We haven't seen Tanganga. We haven't seen Parrot. Where's the chance to invest in the youth and give them a chance when some of these other players just aren't putting their weight? We've not seen him try that. Yeah, I do. I do agree regarding he's being loyal to the players who served him good for the three, four years. Some of them, as you were saying, as in Toby and Jan, and even Rose, to be honest. But I do think that his hands were tied. Not maybe not this summer, but the previous windows. I do, and I do actually think that the whole situation on the fourteenth, whatever date is today, fourteenth of November, is because of the previous one, two, three, four windows. 
this is why we're here. This is my opinion. Fair enough. Mm. enough. Coswell, we really appreciate you uh, letting us know your opinion and calling in tonight's show. It's always good to hear from you, Cos, there. Having he say, saying that he felt that the board were more to blame than this, not the manager. But what do you make of it? Call us 0208 558 or tweet us uh, uh, at Love Sport Radio. And remember, England are in action tonight. And Harry Winks is in the starting lineup. We will keep you across all of it from that one. But after when we come back, we will get Ricky's take on what he thought of the Sheffield United game. Now he has managed to turn up. Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs and what terrific squad depth they have. Spurs could do with that at the minute themselves. Ricky Sachs, Anna from Spurs XY and Jason McGovern. We've just been talking about the Sheffield United game. We are still talking about it. There's still so much to cover. Obviously, VAR, a big part of that game on the weekend, but Spurs are only coming away with a point. But a big part of the show, as I keep saying, is you. And you can uh, come on air tonight. Call us 0208. 7020558 or tweet us at Love Sport Radio, and that's exactly what you've done because Savo has called into the studio. Savo, I know you want to talk about um, maybe a managerial change, someone like Mourinho or Benitez. Is that right? Yes, mate. Hello, boys. How are we doing? Hello, Sav. Not bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Jason, are we friends now? Are we good? Are we? I don't know. Were we ever enemies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, listen, I just want to say, first of all, um, I actually really agreed with what you just said there, Jason, to Coz. Um, look, it's been, it's been well documented that I've not been a big fan of the board for as long as I can remember. And, that, and we all know they don't invest like they should, apart from this summer. But unfortunately, this is football and chairmen don't just get up and walk every day. So it does fall on the manager to, to move on. But just, I just wanted to, if I can, I just wanted to... A couple of points. First of all, I just wanted to address something that Cos just said because it feels it feels like that is what fifty percent of the Spurs fans are saying at the moment. Is that keep hearing this phrase that Potch has been given blunt tools, and I think we need to be really really careful when talking about this because when talking to people, they're saying he's not been given this, he's not been given that. Look at his squad; he's not happy. Now, I would agree, lads. If that if we were challenging for the title. If we were 10 points off the top of the, of, of the table and people were wondering why we weren't winning things, then I would completely agree that he's not being given the tools. But we've got to remember that in all of this, you know, this is a guy that's picked up 25 points from 24 league games. So if anyone's telling me that the squad he's got is not good enough to beat these teams, then sorry, they need a long, hard look in the mirror. And and that leads me on to my main point for calling in that, you know, I know this name Mourinho, you know, he, he, he kind of divides a lot of opinion. Now, when you mention Mourinho, that normally what comes from that is, oh, he plays boring football. Oh, he leaves a trail of, of mess wherever he goes. But put on the flip side, we play awful football now, so it wouldn't really matter. He wins trophies. And that's all that matters. If he came in for two years, three years, won a couple of trophies or even a trophy and left, are we any worse than we are now? And, and that's just, I just want to know what you guys thought about that and, and possibly him bringing in a couple of experienced heads to bring winners in just till the end of the season. People like Ibrahimovic and Yaya Torre just to be around the squad and, and, and talk to the players and, and motivate. What's your feelings on that? 
I'd say the first, your first point, I, I totally agree with. You, you can't say that he hasn't been backed, and yet we've got less points in 2019 and Brighton and Newcastle and, and things like that. So you're right, he may not have been back to, to be pushing for the title, but, you know, 2019 results and the, what is it, eight wins in 33 or something is, is clearly not good enough. So I totally agree with that. Mourinho, for me, when you say... We're playing awful football now, so let's put up with more awful football, but with a trophy win. We did that under Wandy Ramos. And when we sacked him, I don't remember anyone saying, but he won a trophy six weeks ago or six months ago. I don't remember Keane and Berbatov saying, we've won a trophy, so let's let's sign a new contract at Tottenham. So for me, I, I we, we said in the week, I'm I probably am in the, it's time to, to change the manager camp. So, but for me, Mourinho wouldn't be anywhere near my football club. What about a Benitez or an Ancelotti, someone like this? Because I keep hearing, Jace, that you know, lots of fans saying, oh, do you really believe Spurs would get a manager of this calibre? Would they work for Levy? But my point is, Pochettino's on about £8.59 million a year to not win football games. You're not telling me one of those blokes would look at that and go, hang on, I'd have Harry Kane, I'd have Son, yeah? I would clearly get some form of money in the next couple of windows from Levy, for nine million a year, they would take that job on in a heartbeat. My wor- my worry would be is come the end of the year, will they still have Son, Kane, and Deli Alley and players like that? But I know what you mean. I think from from their contractual point of view, then it's a fantastic job for anyone to take. It's whether whether a Mourinho that that has proven himself to win the league everywhere he's been, other than at Man United, whether he'd feel that the tools that he's given from the board above would allow him to challenge for that, or whether he thinks. I'm going to be a Europa League budget and, you know, I could go to Bayern Munich and, and challenge for the title in a new country. So I, I see yeah. the problems either way around it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on that one. It's, it's horrible agreeing with you this much, to be honest, Jake. Sava, Sava, are you a happy clapper these days, by the sound of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy clapping all the way, mate. Um, <laughs> I, I, the, 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 the thing for me is just, I, I, I do find it very frustrating and I have been very vocal, as you know about this, but... No, Poch, that's not you. Poch for, <laughs> Poch for me, guys, and sorry, Anna as well. Sorry, I keep saying guys. Sorry, Anna. It's all right. Um, Poch for me, I've never seen a manager get such a free ride over the space of 30, 40 league games as this man is getting. And for me, and this will, this will probably pee off a lot of fans, but you have to look at the fans' mentality where every every game we could lose for the next three months and you've still got fans going, well, we finished top four for the last few years. Well, we got to a Champions League final, but football moves on. Man United would get rid of half their team if they won the league and bring in new players. They'd get rid of, um, you know, Arsenal... Um, sorry, yeah, OK, Arsenal. sorry to no. cut in there, but I think Man U have a lot more budget available to them, so that would be that. And also, haven't we got a bit complacent with how well he's done in the last five years and we're just now no. expected and we raised a bar? Can we not give him a little bit of a free pass with that? And as we've touched on it before, that he's not been backed in certain windows with what he's been given. So I don't okay, think we so have to be I'm- that harsh. Okay, okay, but are we being harsh? We're football fans, and as a football club, we look absolutely dead, dead on our feet. We look horrendous. Now, I, I, we, there was a few people talking about this earlier on Twitter, saying, "Oh, we've become entitled. Entitled to what? Clubs grow and they progress. Yeah, you've got to remember, we finished top four twice under Harry as well. Yeah, and Harry, Harry wasn't backed either, and yet Harry went after a, a bad end to a season." 
right? Pochettino has got by far a good enough squad to be up there where Leicester are, to be up there where Chelsea are. Yeah. So for me, you can't just sit there and say, oh, he's got credit in the bank, you know, doing a good job. And my feelings aside, the facts are he is not doing a good job. So he's got to go, surely. The, the worrying thing for me, Sav, is that, and I'm sure you'll probably agree on this, is that on the back of that Sheffield United game, it doesn't look like the players are listening to the messages from him. That That's my biggest concern, that they're not reacting to what he's telling them. Because I can't believe we would allow ourselves to get pressed in the way we did against Sheffield United. And yes, right, we had a game during the week. But the worrying thing for me is that how many of those players are still listening to him as the manager? I'm not talking about also just the, the uncommitted ones. I'm talking about also the players that want to play for the club. Even Harry Kane, you see the goal we conceded against Sheffield United. I mean, there's no press at all whatsoever. And that's the biggest worry for me. That is the biggest worry. And the only reason I would think Tottenham are not looking to change the manager at the moment is because they don't have a plan B in place. And you may think that's absolutely crazy. How can a club like Tottenham, who are Champions League finalists, not have a plan B? But I genuinely don't think in their mind they would ever have thought on the back of that Champions League final that would have to come to a decision where they might have to allow Pochettino to leave the club. And I think that's the problem because you would think this is the window. If you're going to change it, it has to be this window because there's not another window before January to change it for the new manager. And then you're kind of hitting towards January, February, March. It wouldn't make sense to change it unless it's this window or this period. I I, I, I completely agree with you. I think, you know, it, it is worrying that... Lots of fans, you know, like when Anna just jumped in there, sorry Anna, I know we'll talk again in a second, but it feels to me that everyone defends this man with their heart okay. and not with their head. Okay, and is the grass necessarily greener on the other side though? If we bring in someone, yeah, will he magically it, it wave a wand work. and then everything will be sorted and every player is going to be like that, they're going to play perfectly and we're going to start winning and everything. Is the no. grass necessarily greener? What if we back him in the in the window, winter window and we get players in and things turn around? Then we're going to be like, oh yeah, this is fine, Poch is back and we're all good. And that's, that's why that, I'm trying to bring an argument, like maybe I'm against everyone else here, but... No, no, no. Okay, no, I, I get that. But Anna, the thing is, that argument's been now been going. You're, on you're saying like months. Danny Rose now. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the problem is, Anna, that argument's been going on for ten months. If you have a bad month, you go, yeah, he's got credit in the bank. If he has a bad end to a season, yeah, you've got credit in the bank. When you carry that form over to the point where we can't beat Newcastle, Watford, Sheffield United, Everton twice, Olympiacos, Colchester it runs deeper than him having a bad spell. Now, and to say he's not been back, he's just brought in a hundred and, I don't know, depending on which figures you listen to, a hundred to 160 million pounds of players. Yeah. It, apparently they were his players he wanted. Okay, so you're Previous jumping window. between the 10 months and that 10 months includes when he wasn't back to then now the 10 months where he was back. So which one is it? None of that. I, I, no, hang on, but hang on, Anna, if you know anything about me, you've not been saying this for a long time. At the end of the day, Poch himself, as I think it was Ricky who might have just alluded to it with the last caller, Poch himself has been very vocal for two years saying, I'm happy with this squad. We can't strengthen this squad without bringing in worldy footballers. Now, I'm looking at it, and most other fans are looking at it going, hang on, you're telling me you can't upgrade on, you can't upgrade on these players like Danny Rose, like Ben Davis. You're saying we can't upgrade on Hugo Lloris. We can't upgrade on an, a Lamella, an, an Ali, a Winks. Sorry, it, it doesn't wash. Uh, uh, that's why I said about a Mourinho, he would have come in. There's no way on earth he would go, I'm happy with this squad. No, 
tell them, tell the chairman, I'm not happy. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I think you raise, as always, good points. The, the points that we could talk about uh, all night, really. We've, we've only got two hours, but believe you me, we're going we're gonna to try to get into it as much as possible. The manager debate is always one that needs to be had here, I think, and we're going we're gonna to have it tonight. But, Sava, thank you uh, for calling in. Ricky, I still need to get your views on the Sheffield United game. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think you're getting out of it, you're not. We are going to be talking about that. Obviously, England are playing tonight, Harry Winks. There's no game on the weekend. International football is here, and we obviously want to talk about Spurs women. They have a big game this weekend there is still so much more to come on the Spurs Fan Show Love Sport You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me Charlie Hawkins I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs Ricky Sachs Anna from Spurs XY and Jason McGovern already we knew it would be a passionate fiery debate obviously so much to talk about the manager the team the league form the results it will all be covered here tonight we're still covering that Sheffield United game on the weekend and looking towards the international break Harry Winks in action tonight and a more positive uh, look because it's Spurs women on the weekend in a massive game and uh, that's the team we can get behind because it's not happening at the minute for Spurs obviously uh, in the league 1-1 with Sheffield United but you can be a part of the show tonight tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558 we've got another caller who's phoned in this time Ravin from Croydon and I know Ravin you want to talk about what the fans are doing in this Spurs crisis the crisis they're on at the minute this mini slump absolutely because for the last few weeks all I've been hearing about is the team, the board, the team, the board, the manager. Nobody has talked about the fans. Now, you know, I, I've, been to a, I've been to a couple of games. I'm not a season ticket holder, but I managed, you know, I, went, I was at the Villa game and I was at the, um, I was at the Newcastle game. And um, if they are an example of how our fans are acting, the fans are not being helpful. Now, OK, you're going to say, look, you pay your money. You could, you know, you, you've got, you're entitled to act and say and react how you, how you feel. But right now, our team is in trouble. Yeah. And fans, you, we are a 12th man. I remember when the, the whole thing about the new stadium coming, you know, with South Stand, that wall of noise and so on. And, you know, and, you know, you said, listening to the last word on Spurs, you know, we were getting all, you know, you guys are getting all enthusiastic about how, you know, it's going to turn us, it's going to bring us up a level. Well, right now, yeah. The fans are not, you know, and we, we all realise that the team is in trouble. And the one thing that the, the consensus message that has been coming across is that the players need to step up, they need to man up, they need to desire it, they need to show it. Well, so do the fans. The fans need to be showing that passion, showing support for the players, because those players are not going on that pitch thinking, you know what, I don't care, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't care if I play well or I don't play well. Now, they're not playing that well at the moment. Passes are going astray and so on. But I'm sure they're trying. We need to give them that much more support. You know, um, I remember a few weeks ago, Lee Queen was complaining about this as well. He was talking about how, you know, when he tries to, you know, he tries to sing and other fans in the South stand are looking at him like he's a bit deranged or he's a bit touched. Yeah, it's just well, every no. week. Well, that's because he is. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, Sorry, Lee. But, but no, but my point, my, my, you know, my point is this. You know, I, I, you know what I think to myself: What would Liverpool fans have done with a stadium like ours? Yeah, we need we we, if, we need to step it up. Yeah, when, when 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 I understand it's frustrating, but right now I hope the next home match we get that the support from the fans is from the 
it's from before the first minute right through to the the whistle at the end of uh, at the end of interchange at the end of the second half. We have to keep supporting them. If things are going wrong, we've got, uh, things aren't working out, then give them more support. Show them that we're there for them because that's the the fans are an important re- way of this team. I'm convinced of this for this team to get out of it. Yeah, if all the players are going to be seeing all the time is or hearing all the time, oh, why did you pass it here or why are you going backwards and da da da? No, support them. We've got to. We have to. That's their end of the sermon. No, I, I, we, was, we was all in awe there. It was truly the end of the sermon. No one knew what to say. Ravin, I, I know you're talking about the fans and obviously what they're doing. We're talking about the board and the team you mentioned. What should the fans be doing? Because obviously it's hard for them to get behind. I know Lee always talks about positivity. But w- yeah. when they're seeing it on the pitch, you know, we hear people like Savar talking. You know, he's got a point, hasn't he? We, we, you're saying what we're seeing on the pitch doesn't match the expectations at the minute, you know. And if and if yeah. it's widely reported that he's going to be going maybe at the end of the season, can they give you a rebuild in January if, if maybe the manager is gone at the end of the year? Look, you know what? I I um, I want Pochettino to be given the chance to conduct this rebuild. He warned us um, about a painful um, mm. a painful rebuild. Um, he, 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 in fact, he's been, what was it, the season before we got, so two seasons ago, he, after we lost to the FA Cup semi-final, um, he talked about the board being brave. Now, we all know what he meant. I remember remember a few times last season, we tried to kind of like revise history and say, no, what he meant was uh, was something else. No, what he meant was the board needed to go out there and support him. And they haven't. And the two years that we weren't buying any players has now caught up with us. Yeah, there needs to to be a change. I mean, I don't, you know, the, the team isn't pressing like it, like it, like it, you know, it's not pressing like it did before. But I'm, I, I, you know, I, be, I, I still believe in Maurizio Pochettino, and you know what? I still believe in this team. And mm. I, and but the thing is, I want the fa- the fans are important. With a stadium like that, and there's sixty thousand, or apart from obviously the the, the away support, so maybe about fifty five, fifty seven thousand of our of us there. If we were that wall of noise, if we were that. You know, if we were out there giving that support to a team, and right now they need it more than ever because they are in trouble. Yeah. They need it more than ever. Let's not be like the Emirates, please. Yeah, Ravin, all, all good points. You're saying, you know, you're behind the players, you're behind the manager. Are we in agreement here? Do we echo those statements? Do you echo those at home? Are you behind the manager? Let us know. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. A passionate Ravin there. He's saying the fans got to get behind the manager, got to get behind the team. We're going to get to that. Are you three in the studio still behind the manager and the team? Ricky, unbelievably, 40 minutes in, I'm going to get to ask you now about the Sheffield United game. <laughs> Don't know if you saw it or not. 1-1 on a weekend. What did you make of All it? All that build-up for what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> and I'm being honest with you, Chaz. You know, I'm a bit disillusioned watching this Tottenham team at the moment. They just don't seem to be listening to what the manager's instructions are. The, the way we're playing it is just insipid. Uh, it reminds me so much of AVB towards the end. We just don't seem to have a plan out on that pitch, any direction. And that's where you do have to question just are these players still behind him? And I question obviously the want-aways and I question apparently those committed players as well. That's the biggest concern. You know, I've wanted Maurizio to turn this around. Believe me, I have. I'm still torn. One day I wake up, I feel like, okay, I think his time has come to an end. Another day I wake up, I feel like, no, it's not. He can turn it around. But in my genuine heart of hearts, I look at this Spurs team, I just don't see where we're going to string 
a consistent run of wins mm. together. And we're in a position now where we need to get results. I know Jason wants me to give an answer if mm. I'm in, if I'm out. I'm torn because with any other manager by now, I would be thinking there's got to be time for a change. And with Pochettino, believe me, I'm the same. It's unacceptable this last nine, ten months. And when people say it's just a blip, it's not a blip. We've had a consistent poor run of domestic results. Yes, getting to the Champions League final was amazing. Yes, we've had some wonderful memories. But if this form continues, Tottenham are going to be in a relegation battle and something has to change. To be fair to you, you have made that point uh, because before you was here, before you graced us with your presence, I did say to Anna that you was worried where this 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 run of form was going on, where this five six wins was going. How could we string it together? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I asked Anna, where where are these results coming from? It is the international break, but you can't put these run of results uh, together. But is there a worry then? Uh, let me ask you, Anna. That but you know we're hearing the questions. We know how uh, what it's like on social media when it is the international break and Spurs have had a result like the one one at home with Sheffield United a poor performance Jay said it when you've got the international break it only heightens the calls maybe for other managers and then we can all reel off stats where Ricky says 25 points from 23 games it's not good enough you hear these and then it just heightens it doesn't it yeah it does and international breaks never come at a good time or very rarely come at a good time more often than not they're at really bad times but yeah it is what we need that we do need to come um, we need to get a run in form and as I said earlier we need to start playing the players the new ones we've signed so they can get used to it uh, each other and build on that and I think the international break maybe it can bring a chance Harry Winks as you said earlier and Harry Kane are both starting tonight maybe Kane who hasn't shown much form lately can finally get back a few goals and bring that back somehow from the international duty bring some form bring some enthusiasm for scoring goals again and Winks also mm. bossing the midfield maybe the international break can give us a chance to for every individual player who is playing that they can get a little bit of a, a change and that can bring them new life back into the team yeah I think it's a fair point because we have to look at you know international breaks and games like this you know something to galvanise the side but we'll bring it back to the Champions League we, we saw the, the five goals the five star performance against Red Star Belgrade the interviews after the match saying we're going to use this we're confident now you know we've found a form and me and you spoke about Jason it never materialised well you have to think as much as that you can say we found our form in the Champions League we lost 7-2 to Bayern Munich yeah. so that, that's part of it as well um it, I, I've said I fear that the time is to change I've, I've said that I, I, I think in our hearts we had a discussion with John or was, was it with Chris I can't remember now two months ago and we all yep. felt that night it's probably his last season and I kind of think if we really think it's his last season I'd sooner make the change now because mm. my worry is that we'll get to the end of the season and players that that at the moment seem happy, your, your Sons, your Allies, your Canes, will have intense speculation all summer to deal with with that Champions League football. Can you hold them? And I think if we're going to make a change, let's make it now and let's give a new man the chance to to impose his will so that we go into next season in the strongest possible position. Yeah, it's a great point, Rage, because if he is going to go at the end of the season and it is a painful refill, Jamie said it, Tottenham 2.0, then why give him to the end of the season? Let the rebuild maybe start with a new man because he might not be there anyway. What do you think? You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 0208 70 20 558. England are just kicking off. We're going to keep across that as well. Love Sport. 
You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. It's not the last word yet. There is still over an hour to go. There is so much to be said. The fallout from the results. The manager, maybe a new man in charge. Who do you want? Are you? Do you, do you want Poch to stay? Do you want him out? It's really, obviously, as Ricky said, it's a tough one. You never know. Day to day, it changes. But we will be asking all of those questions. And you can ask them as well. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us. 0208 70 20 558. Ricky just gave me a look as if to say we used to be friends. But you have called into the <laughs> studio this time. Paul has called us. Paul, you want to talk a little bit about the transition of the team? Yes. Um, to be on, guys. Um, I suppose one of the problems you have with a team is players have a trajectory, you know, where they start off, they're, they're youngsters, they're coming in, they start to improve. And they ha- they get better and better and better, and then there comes a point where they start to fall away. And I, I think we've been unfortunate. Some of it's our own fault because we didn't keep fresh faces coming through in the squad. But then some of the people we bought haven't really worked out. And whilst I've uh, seen some good things in Sergio, the reality is, um, you know, he doesn't keep it together over ninety minutes, and um, he, he, he's uh, for his defender. You need somebody who got stickability I think on the other side of the pitch you know Danny has two seasons ago if um, Jan had been uh, up the pitch and and dealing with something Danny would have covered across and and snuffed out an attack that was going past Jan he doesn't do that anymore and that makes a huge difference that back line fundamentally is destate, has destabilised the team because two of them want to leave. Um, Danny was thinking about leaving and Sergio is probably not good enough to stay. So, you know, we need to evolve those players and put in people who are on an upward path. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't look like Carl Walker-Peters is going to make it, which is unfortunate. So we've got to find a way of, um, you know, Foyth is on an upward path. We probably need to play him. We probably have to say, look, we know he's not going to do great some games, but we're better playing him than playing somebody who's on a downward path, which is what I would call Serge Aurea. I think the same goes, unfortunately, for Danny. Um, you know, he's a bit of a one away, and I think we should be standing up for it and going, OK, we're going to have Ben and Ryan, and they're going to work. We'll work out a way of getting those guys on that left-hand side to put the, the zip back into our team. Because I, I think what Pochettino's struggled with, as some of that wing plays began to fade, it's made it harder because we're slower. Because we're slower, we're easier to defend against. Delhi's dropped a little bit deeper. Then the spaces don't open up so much, so then it makes it harder for Christian Eriksen, whose form has obviously also dropped off. So all these little pieces, when you add them all up, they make us look like a bit of a less organised team. And against Sheffield United, great credit to them. They were on the up. They were organised. They were very well drilled. And of course, we're not at that state. And as a consequence, we were made to look not so good. But I look at our team and you watch, we've had the, the results like a partisan Belgrade, uh, against Red Star Belgrade, sorry, where you can see there are the bright shoots of recovery. But I think we have to be brave. The people who are going to leave, we don't want them in the team anymore. We've got, to, we've got to be there with the people who are going to try and stay and bring through some of the younger lads as well. And we've got to be in the transfer market for a few more. But it's not about throwing money about. I think it's about you know, getting back to 
the people who want to be here and building a team around them and getting on with it. And, and obviously, as fans, I, I, unfortunately, I'm sat up on the high east side and you know, I'm sat next to two guys who just moan all game long. It drives me nuts. Um, of course, I'm a bit exasperated and I want up and be jumping up and down and shouting and, and getting behind the team. And we've got to back the manager because I honestly don't see... I think Pochettino's been his own worst enemy in trying to keep the ship going. And unfortunately, it's got so many holes in it, it's gradually been sinking. And we've just got to get behind the team. The club's got to get behind him as well and put a bit of money in. And we've got to be prepared as fans to go, look, we're going to put these other players in and let's let's be patient because we'll work out a way. Because we've got good players, we'll work out a way of making this a really good team again. Paul, really I, don't know, that's how, I don't know what people think about it. Paul, really enjoyed you calling. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Listen, I totally understand you want to, you want to back the manager and listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just wonder for you, how patient are you? Only because when we look back at domestic games over the last 10, 11 months, the results haven't been there. And my biggest worry at the moment is when I look back at those two home games recently, Sheffield United and the Watford game, I feel like we yeah. don't really have an identity anymore. We seem to know previously what our plan was, how we would set out, how we would press teams, sure. and all of that organisation that you mentioned there about when a team knows its job, it doesn't yeah. seem to be there, and that's my biggest worry. And- I absolutely agree. I, no, I, I'll be, I, I absolutely I do agree, but part of that is, you know, we, we have really late in the day come up and face, start to face reality that there's a bunch of people who are not going to stay. You're not going to build any identity out of one-aways, especially since they're senior players and they're on a downward trajectory. You know, I'm, I'm looking at, like, we've got to draw the line underneath that. Mm. If, if we look, look at Chelsea now, I, I hate the scum, but they're having to play some of their younger players, and those guys are on an upward trajectory. I'm not, they're not whether they're doing any good or not is another matter. But the point is, they've got that uh, a bit of fizz about it because they're all trying and trying to get forward. And yeah. we have been too slow to respond to that um, difficulty. And we should have, like, I'm sorry, these guys shouldn't be in a team anymore. I'm going to push them to one side, and we'll suck up. Whatever it takes, getting the younger players in or other players in, we'll suck up having some dodgy matches and, and, and all the rest of it. But the 11 people on the pitch and the subs will battle their bollocks off to uh, make it good. Paul, we really appreciate you calling in. Yeah, Paul, we really appreciate you calling in. The team are going for a tough transition. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of time tonight. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Paul there, obviously, tough time the team are going for at the minute. Uh, unbelievably, we have come nearly to the end of the first hour. Don't worry, there's a second hour of the Spurs fan show. It's brilliant. We get to do it all over again for another hour. I cannot wait to talk about Danny Rose. Before we do, Jace, he's honestly so he's beside himself. He has he's, he's even getting his advent calendar ready. It's Danny Rose every day. He just has another story, another article to talk about. And I, I want to ask you though, uh, very quickly, because obviously it's, it's great to have you in the studio tonight, and we're talking about the team at the minute, the performances. You've heard a, a few of the callers tonight. What what do you feel about the manager at the minute? Because you, you've mentioned that credit, you know, giving that time. What, what are you, What's your stance on it? I think, taking a view from everyone who's called in, I really agreed with the guy who said that I think the fans need to take a little bit of responsibility. Uh, mm. I also sit around a lot of moaners, especially against Sheffield. I heard so many negative comments, and don't get me wrong, the performance was not good, but there's 
difference when you see someone give the ball away and then they try and recover and then get it back or then constantly blating them when they just don't pass it immediately or they do something wrong or their touch wasn't absolutely perfect like there are so many things that you know we we can I can be like you know you can have a rose tinted glass and, and see everything this is perfect this is so mm. good no you, you have to be realistic don't say a rose tinted glass we don't oh, want that oh I'm sorry oh. I'm so sorry Jay. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Anna, I rudely interrupted. No, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, like, you just have to be real. You can't bash them too much. You can't, you know, you can't overpraise them either. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we do have to take a little bit of responsibility. But everyone does. As, you know, the, the manager has to take responsibility. In the end of the day, he's the one who chooses the lineup. He's the one who makes the decisions. And I actually think his in-game decisions, the when and the timing of the subs and the, the subs he brings on, I never really understood those when he's been around. Like, more often than not, I never understood in the past it's worked out and that's why we call him he's you know he's magic you know but lately it's just not really worked out but the board also have to take responsibility i think it all goes all round well well that echoes what ricky yeah, said you know for, for the form the the, the 25 points yeah. 23 games you mentioned that falls on to obviously the manager himself well we are talking about everything where spurs are concerned but england are 1-0 up already so quick in the game and it is the ox that has scored there 1-0 so england 1-0 to the good obviously the ox uh, back in the side and getting the goal as well he's been in that great form for Liverpool in the Champions League but this is the Spurs fan show and I'm delighted to say over the coming hour we're going to be talking all of that Danny Rose article and a little bit about the Spurs huge game on the weekend Spurs women against Arsenal Love Sports you are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Anna from Spurs XY and Jason McGovern. So much has been discussed tonight and there is still so much more to come. Anna rightly pointed out, we haven't even touched on the VAR from the game on the weekend. The big talking points from that game. The Danny Rose article this week saying that, you know, he really appreciates Jason's support. He will be seeing out <laughs> that 18 months left on his contract. Jason, just mute Music to your ears, my friend. We're going to be talking everything from that and the Spurs women, the huge game on the weekend. They play Arsenal, massive derby, and it's selling well. So we're going to be hearing what Hannah has to say about that game. But yet again, another caller into the studio. It's exactly what we want. And there's still time for you to get in touch tonight. 0208 7020 558. This time, Adrian has called into the studio. Adrian, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time this evening. Adrian, it's a strong one. You believe that the manager should now be sacked. Hi guys, yeah, yeah, I do. To be honest, um, I listen to the show quite often. I tweet quite a lot as well. I'm uh, at ADPS, so I'm sure Jason knows who I am. Yep. He knows who I am as well. Hi AD, how are you? Um, I, good, good, thanks, good. Um, yeah, I, I'm exasperated to be honest. I can't understand where people are coming from when they think that there's credit in the bank from Richard Pochettino. Now, I love Richard Pochettino. I think we all do. Um, I think he's done a, a, a great job for Spurs. But at the end of the day, we're talking about records that he's set this season uh, so far that are just, to be, to be frank, they're disgraceful. I mean, to, to have a squad of players that we've got, which includes, on top of what we had last season, Tangin Dombelli, Giovanni Lascelso, Ryan Sessegnon, obviously, who's been injured. But to have that squad of players and be able to amass 10 months without an away win, um, I think it's 25 points in 24, 24 points in 25 games, um, we haven't won two consecutive games in the league for 26 matches. We've been beaten, our record defeat in, in our entire history at home. We've been knocked out of, of uh, the uh, Carabao Cup by a League Two team. I mean, what more do people want before they have a little bit of pride 
the fans phoned up earlier and said the fans need to get behind the team. I was there at the weekend. I travelled all the way up from Plymouth in, in, the, in the southwest. Eight-hour round trip. I was there the weekend. I've been there four or five times this season. The football is, is disgraceful. I mean, the money that people pay to sit there and have to watch what they have to watch. And to be quite frank, in, in the fleeting moments we have where we do attack and do create, I'm sure the guys who are there will tell you, the fans do get behind the team. You know, we've, we've got five or ten minutes at the end of games where we've had to have a go. Watford, Sheffield United, etc. And the fans do get behind the team. But what they're being served up is disgraceful. And I would like to say as well, while I'm on the line, everybody seems to say, oh, we need to uh, maybe start betting in new signings. We need to start paying people that have, have got contracts, not the ones that haven't. That would be a good thing to do. Oh, we're glad when Pochettino does it. You're telling a man who's paid £8.5 million a year what he needs to do months mm. in advance before he does it. Adrian. The alarm bells not need to start ringing. Adrian, I've got some great news, though. Sp- uh, England are 2-0 up and Harry Kane just scored. <laughs> Get on. Well done. <laughs> Sorry, Adrian. I thought I thought that might lighten the mood a little bit because Mr. Captain <laughs> no. Fantastic has I'm scored watching... for... In- <laughs> scored for England. I'm the floodgates are opening. Watching Troy Parrott on the other side. What, uh, Jason will be a very happy man at that. He wanted the. He, the I wanted uh, the Island game. He wanted the Island game, game to check on Parrott, but <laughs> the other Spurs man has indeed scored. England two 0 uh, Ricky. Yeah, John Ad. Uh, listen, I agree with, with what you're saying, and it's very hard for fans to remain patient with what they are seeing at the moment in terms of football on the pitch. And I keep saying this, and I, it's very hard for me to go away from this line at the moment. I don't really see much of an identity anymore about this Tottenham team. I feel that we're reaching a point where something really does have to change and the only reason why I feel a change isn't happening is because the ball do not have a plan B in place I don't think they know who to appoint if I'm being honest with you next they haven't really had the time to think this over I don't think in their wildest dreams they ever thought they'd be in this position where they'd have to consider Pochettino's future but the concern is that the form is getting worse and we're not improving there's no signs that it's going to get any better and this is when people say it's again when I hear people say it's only a blip and he's got credit in the bank we are going now for the period of an eight or nine month really really poor domestic run and I am very worried I'm very worried about Tottenham's position in the, in the league and I do question at the end of the season whether we will be able to keep, out, keep hold of the likes of Harry Kane Deli Alli Hummin Son you know some really important players if they're not playing in the Champions League and some will say well don't worry let them go if they're not committed well these are the players that are supposedly committed at the moment that's my biggest worry yeah could I just add something guys is that okay yeah of course what, what, what I would say is I think Ricky touched on it earlier on and I, I, I don't you know people might think this is fanciful and they might think it's a, an exaggeration but I've watched Spurs since 1987 um, I've seen Tottenham teams in relegation battles in the mid-90s, uh, and, and the guys would have done as well. Um, and believe me, the way this team is performing and the form it's on, it is absolutely not out of, the, out of the question that they could be involved in a relegation battle. And one thing that people are forgetting is if Tottenham did get dragged into a relegation battle and, you know, God forbid, something really bad happened, they've got a £600 million noose around their neck. If that football club went down, the, the club would be in dire danger of surviving because of, the, because of the amount of debt. But people aren't thinking about that because it's Tottenham. Tottenham aren't going to go down. I'll tell you one person that will be thinking about that, and that's Daniel Levy. 
And whether you like him or you don't, you think he's right for Spurs or he's not, one thing he's not is stupid. And I think personally, and I, you know, I might well be proved wrong, I'm proved wrong quite a lot, but I can't believe we will get out of this international window with Maurizio Pochettino still in, in charge. I'm convinced he will go before the end of this international window. And I'm also convinced that their relationship is fractured to the point of no return. You mean that the international window we're currently in, he won't be yeah. the manager by the end of this very I'm, window right now? I'm convinced that before the end of this international window, they, the club will pop a company with Maurizio Pochettino. They won't sack him. It'll be mutual agreement. Something very similar to what happened with him at Espanyol, where they came to an agreement um, when Espanyol was doing well in this kind of period. And he left because I think that he's not going to be in charge of next season. There's absolutely no way that Mauricio Pochettino is going to be in charge of Tottenham Hotspur next season. There's too much water that's gone under the bridge. Um, so Jason hit on it earlier. What is the point of keeping a man in charge that isn't going to be in charge next year? And I think we all know he's not going to be. And then that form continues into getting us into a, a risky situation. I think the club will act. I might well be wrong, but I can't see, I can't see him being in charge of the West Ham United game because what's the point? What what is the point of one more game? I, I don't I don't really think that'll be the case. Ad, listen, I mean, again, I would be interested to see what the club do. My my theory is at the moment they don't really have a plan in place, and I don't see there being a change in this international break. If I'm being honest with you, because I don't know who they'll be looking to bring in. I don't think they have a plan. Yeah. That's my biggest and, worry. And like I say, Ricky, that might well be the case, and I, I could well be wrong. But I, I honestly believe, reading between the lines, looking at things as closely as I do, that the, the signs have been there for a long time that there's a problem between Richard Pochettino and Daniel Levy. And I think that when things like that happen, he is quick to act. Um, and I think that, you know, there, there can be no danger in us getting involved in a relegation battle. And I, I, again, I don't even like saying it because I know it probably sounds silly to people. But make no mistake, we're in relegation form. You don't get 24, 24, uh, 25 points for 24 games and not be in relegation form. We're in it. My We've, biggest worry at the moment is that we haven't really got the players to fight in a relegation battle, to be honest. No, and this is the thing, Ricky. We've got great players. We've got some really great players. But what we don't have is that battle and that steel in there that if we did get caught... I mean, let's be honest. We were all there probably uh, against Sheffield Hold, hold on. Danny Rose has got plenty of battle. <clears throat> yeah, but JC... <laughs> <as you, laughs> we all... He gets it. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah, he gets it. But we all know that, that he shouldn't be picked either. And, and, and this is another thing in regards to favouritism and people being picked that shouldn't be picked. And I think his article was quite telling in respect that he sees himself as probably Pochettino's best friend. Mm, uh, you yeah. Know, they're, they're very close. They are very... And again, to me, that drives the wedge between the manager and the chairman because clearly, after Danny wrote his first article a couple of years ago, Daniel Levy must have took the stance that that guy is not getting any contract. He cannot drag the football club through the mud the way he does in the press and then be surprised when you don't get a contract extension. Yeah, I you think... need your manager to stand with you 
Yeah, but I think you're right, Adrian. We, we, we're going to cover that article in great length because I know Jason, obviously, uh, he's, he's got his opinion on it. And it was it was a pretty damn, damning uh, article, what Danny Rose had to say this week about his contract. But Adrian, thank you for calling us into the studio. It was really, really good to hear from you and your insight. Adrian, they're saying about what he thinks of the manager and maybe relegation form and that the manager won't even be there at the end of this international break. Uh, Anna, what, what, what did you make of that? I I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I don't know how he would be sacked at the end of this international break. Bear in mind that the game after that is West Ham. Mm. Like, I, I don't think we could go into... Maybe we could. Maybe we could go into that game with a new manager, but I just don't see it happening. I think Ricky's got a point that who is our plan B? We, either they're very, very tight about it and they do have a plan B, but we don't know it yet, or there isn't one, but I just don't, I think that's too soon. I don't think we can say that he's going to leave at the end of the international break. Yeah, obviously, uh, no game this weekend. The game after that, just very quickly as well, England are now 3-0 up. That man again, Harry Kane, 10 goals in seven games for England. Unbelievable strip, stretch. Another header for him, England, obviously. Now, definitely, they needed a point. They're going to get free. They have safely qualified. We'll keep you across that. But, Ricky, I know we'll look at the West Ham game next, but you've got to look at West Ham. Terrible form. No winning six. Got smashed by Burnley on the weekend. Bullied all over the park, Declan Rice said. Spurs, no away win since January. Surely, this is the one. It feels almost written for Spurs. West Ham are poor, get the away win and kickstart, or, or not no, for you at no, all? No, I'd just tell people, I said this is the, a really worrying game for me because West Ham, this is probably their biggest game of their season. It's their cup final. They've got a manager that's under pressure, hasn't won in sixth. Um, if you are playing... They want him out. They want him out. And mm. if, I don't think you want to be playing for a team moment that is fighting for their lives. The manager knows he's got to win the game. And you're playing against a team that haven't won an away game domestically since, what, last January, February. This is probably one of the worst fixtures for Tottenham to come up against next, I think. It, it's a really worrying game for me. Spurs have got to show character, desire and fight. They haven't shown that, really, mm. in you know, long periods of season. This game really worries me, Jason. I don't know about you. It's a really worrying fixture for me. I feel like it's a duplicate of the Everson game because Silver was under huge pressure. It was an away game. Marco Silva getting all sorts of pelts. Everton going needed into a it. result. West Ham needed, needed a result. result. West Ham needed a result. Tottenham needed a result. Yeah. And we ended up with a really sterile... I mean, that Everton game, it was like two... It was two relegation-haunted sides, wasn't it? And it, it looked that type of game. So, you know, the West Ham one will be, will be similar. Mm, yeah, we're going to be obviously covering that on next week's show a lot more when the real football's back. I know that will please Ricky because he just pulled a face when I said about the England score. Doesn't care for no, the national I can't break. Be honest, I haven't got to care about England in the world. For me, the most important thing is Tottenham Hotspur. And if Tottenham Hotspur start winning games, I'll be happy. I've got no care in the world for international football. What if I just said Harry Winks just scored 50 yard, fifty yarder? I'd rather be in a Tottenham shirt. I'd rather talk about Tottenham get back to winning, winning ways. I've got no interest at all in international football. He didn't. It wasn't Harry Winks, but it was Marcus Rashford and it wasn't a 50-yarder. But England now 4-0 up, not even 30 minutes play. Well, you've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. I know Jace can't wait. Anna certainly can't wait. We're going to be talking about what Danny Rose had to say and is coming up next. Love sports. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Uh, Ricky, I love international football sacks. Anna from <laughs> XY, Spurs XY, and Jason McGovern. He just can't get enough. He's saying, turn that laptop round. What's the score now? Honestly, he's like, I'm so glad Spurs is over. I'll get a break from it. Oh, uh, but we have to talk about big Spurs news oh, this week. Jason's Finally, I mean, subject. honestly, on, on, when, when they saw it, Jason, you'll be pleased. I'm always thinking of you anyway, but I saw this. <laughs> article straight away I mean I wanted to call you I wanted to locate you I wanted to just talk about it and I thought 
Don't worry. I get two hours with a man every Thursday, 7 to 9, right here on Love Sport Radio. This week, Jason, obviously Danny Rose, very good in the media. He knows how to work the media. I think I don't think that's being harsh. I think that's fair to say. He knows what to say. He, you know, he's, he's smart. He's savvy. Maybe not his performances on the pitch of late. But he said, why will I go anywhere? Spurs, they can't push me out. I have 18 months left on my contract. The manager backs me. The chairman might not. But I will not be going anywhere until that 18 months is run down. Great news, Jason. <laughs> First of all, I think he's in, totally entitled to to uh, to see his contracts out. I think fans are fans are. I'm going to defend him for a little bit. Fans are quite hypocritical. This is a watershed moment on well, the last word on Fans are a little bit hypocritical that mm. when we sign a player to a five-year contract and they want to move on after two, we say, "Hold on a minute, you've just signed a contract. Why are you leaving?" Well, there's a player that signed a contract and he's going to see his contracts out. So that's the first issue. Christian Eriksen is seeing his contracts out. Toby's seeing his contract out. Um, who's the other one I'm thinking of at the moment? Three Vertonghen? of them leaving. Vertonghen's going to see his contract out. And there's not a, a massive thing of... There's not the big toxicity surrounding them. So I think Danny Rose is entitled to do that. Where where I'd look at it, I think the the interview he gave, it, it reeked of a, a bitter man. That that he's still resentful that he didn't get the the Carl Walker move for me, that that almost wants to stay at Tottenham to spite Daniel Levy to spite the club, but he's I mean he's right he's got eighteen months of a contract left at what sixty five seventy grand a week, and the type of clubs that want to buy him won't pay him that money and it will probably be as a pay as you play type of deal. So for me Tottenham have to be. And I said it with Christian Eriksen, it's up to us to find a, re- a resolution for it. Pay him the contract up, give him a free transfer in January, bring closure to it because the danger of him seeing it out is far greater than, than the, the loss of losing him. So for me, do like I would say with Christian Eriksen, pay the contract up or, or let him go to Southampton or wherever he wants to go. And if it's a five million fee, do it and you subsidise those wages. And I think for him personally, in view of the the problems that Danny has, he needs to get away from Tottenham just as much as Tottenham need a break from Danny Rose. Jason, I'll be honest, I read the article and I, I thought exactly the same. I thought there's a bit of spite there from Danny. You know, they want him gone. Well, I'm going to stay for 18 months. I'm going to take my money. You're going to have to pay me my money and I'm not going anywhere. And you you then mentioned, say, let's pay the man. Let's pay him up. Let's get rid of him. But will there maybe be a bit of spite back from the board and think, if that's what you want us to do, give you all your money now, then you can go somewhere else and get a great signing on fee. You know, if it was me and I'm, I'm petty, I would go, I'm not going to give you that. You can wait out the 18 months then and I just wouldn't play you. I think that's that's the problem, and that's where Daniel, I don't think, does help the situation, that he wants to be seen to win every deal. And I think sometimes to win a war, you have to lose a battle. Mm. And the big danger is in keeping a player like that for 18. I mean, people say, let him rot in the, the youth team. I think, why do you want someone's attitude like that put onto the under-23s who are you're trying to bring hunger, desire, everything positive to them, and you put somebody like that down there? So for me lose the battle, let him have it. If he wants to be seen to win his war, totally up to him. But this club needs to move on from Danny Rose. My biggest concern with it, Jace, as a whole, I don't think agrees, is that it seems that Pochettino and Levy aren't singing from the same hymn sheet at the moment. You know, Daniel Levy wants him to go. Pochettino is still carried on playing him and is still offering the player advice on how to be a better player. So in a weird way, this is more of a conspiracy theory, some maybe feel that 
Danny Rose is the mouthpiece for Maurizio Pochettino in terms of what Danny comes out with is partly what Spurs players or maybe fans are thinking. It's the way he does it. And if I'm being honest at the moment, Danny Rose, if you are to come out, come out at a point where you're playing really, really well and you know, you're in your best one for the football club, he couldn't be anywhere further away from his best form for the football club. It's been appalling. And I'm stunned that he's still being selected by Maurizio game after game. And maybe people say it's a lack of options and, you know, he's just favouring him because he doesn't feel Ben Davis is good enough and Ryan Sessegnon hasn't had enough time to get into the team. But it does worry me that there seems to be a a message from Pochettino and a different message from Daniel Levy and no mm. one really is quite... Not United, not on the same page. Very that's strange that. Yeah, yeah, that's my worry. Because they should be, you know, well, like 100%. you said, if they're going into war, Jason mentioned the Warner battle, they need to be, you know, together, you know, on the Hand same page. Com- completely. Uh, just very quickly, Anna, because I want to bring you in. It is now England 5. That man, wow. hat-trick for Harry Kane. We've only played 35 minutes. Ricky, look, ecstatic, straight on the phone. Can't wait to tweet. <laughs> Free Lions, yeah, bring yeah. it home. Bring Football's it home. coming home. Bring it Lo- home. Loves it. He loves these tournaments, Anna. Love it. Anna, obviously, you've heard what Ricky had to say. You've heard what Jace had to say. You was you was listening intently there, and you you were shaking your head. What, what what do you make of the Danny Rose situation? I think it's a very good point that he's obviously entitled to his opinion, but why is he coming out and saying all these things when his form on the pitch does not back that? Like, mm. you know, performance should be speak more than a thousand words. Obviously, not picture at this time, but. You know, it is weird. And I do think that he's been at the club for so long and he might need, you know, everyone might need just a fresh, clean start. And if he doesn't want to play properly, I agree we shouldn't put him in the in the kids um, because of what Jason said, that if he is that rotten apple mentality, if he is like the Kabul was back in the day, then we don't want to put that in the team. We want to get, the mm. from the youngsters, we want fight and spirit and desire and a little bit of naivety and positivity from them. Um, but then again, you know, he is entitled to leave out his contract. You know, if any of us in a in a working company in front of a, a computer were like, oh, I've got, I'm a contractor, I've got, you know, 18 months left on my contract, no one would tell me to, like, bugger off. Mm. <laughs> I'd stay here and I'd want to um, leave it out. But it is hard. As for why is he still being picked, I don't understand that either. I think Davies is consistent. He obviously isn't as good as Danny Rose was on his best, but he's consistent. Sessegnon is now finally playing games. Hopefully he can become fit and will stay fit and then maybe we can build on that because he is the future. I think Davies is the present and I think Danny Rose is the past. Yeah, isn't this the problem though, Jace? Because it's all well and good saying, oh, I'm going to run down my 18 months contract, you know, I'm here to stay. And But what gives that weight or what, you know, what gives him power to do so? Because he has got the backing of the manager. This would be a completely different story if he wasn't starting, he wasn't getting picks, but he is. Are they having separate, uh, different conversations? Because if he didn't have him, everyone's like, look, the chairman wants me out, the manager wants me out, I can't get a game, then maybe he wouldn't be so keen to see that 80 months out. But he, he's sitting there thinking, of course I'm going to see him out. I'm still starting every week. And, and, and Pochi's saying, Danny, keep it up, keep it up. You know, he, he's got a bit of power behind him, hasn't he? Well, he has. And let's be fair about it. He's, he's still getting picked for England as well. Yeah, it's incredible. So, I mean, he's going to be sitting there saying, well, I'm certainly amongst the two best left backs because <laughs> I'm playing for Tottenham and I'm playing for England and Champions League games I'm playing every time. So it is it is a bizarre situation. It, it really is. I, but, but like I say, I think it's just time. Help him. He needs to move as much as Tottenham do, but but let him just pay the contracts up. And I've said it with Wanyama as well that when they're not playing, 
what's the point? Um, because if he's just going to leave for zero in 18 months, you might as well take the zero in in January and just let the bloke move on and, and just accept it. Can I be honest with you also, Danny, it's well documented, was up for sale in the summer. Nearly so for Watford. Well, well, Watford wanted him, didn't he? Apparently so, but we didn't really seem to get one genuine offer. Well, he, he so said himself this even more, week, back no your point. Well, even more, it backs up your point that really, let's just get him off the payroll. I mean, if, if you think of I the logic of that. it's that simple though, Rick. Just get him off the payroll. What, you know, what, does he, can he take that? He doesn't want to take that. He wants to see him out. Oh, there'd be know? a compensation figure, but if Spurs want to terminate the contract, there must be a way you, of... You, if you pay the contract yeah. up in full and terminate the contract, you do, and he's, he's yeah. free to sign for who Whoever. Mm. And and do you know what? Danny if, needs that. I think Danny needs a move away. If I'm honest, I think Danny himself would say that he needs a fresh start from Tottenham. And I, I do feel he's doing this just to spite Daniel Levy. Yeah, and and you know if he if you give him the free transfer and you say you know it will then get the big signing on fee. So what? Yeah. Well, you know, if if mm. a club wants to give him 25 million to sign on, good luck to him. Good but, luck to that club. But this just does indicate as well the mess Maurizio finds himself in with a lot of these players. You know, a player has publicly what come out me- now. What, what if it's his mess, Ricky? What if, you know, Daniel has said, I'm going to pay it up. I am going to terminate it. He's saying he's standing for 18 months. He's gone in January. And the manager's going, well, I, I don't, I, I'm not too sure about what's coming through. I need him here. He's starting every week. You know, the manager's not telling him otherwise. What if he's saying different to well, that? Well, then that, that's a big worry about, you know, where they are communicating. Daniel Levy and Pochettino, then. That's even a bigger worry. Well, Danny I, I alluded would, to the, the, the miscommunication, though, didn't I would, he? I would honestly say, if he's saying, I want to pick Danny Rose, then that's a good enough reason to sack him because he should wow. be nowhere near the side. Yeah, yeah. If that's that's right, he's in the side, but this this is it. He, he is in the side. It's bizarre, <laughs> bizarre. So and and Curtis you said O'Bang. it there. Twenty five points. When are we Curtis yeah. O'Bang? But but Ricky, I mean, well, yeah, I know yeah. we're laughing, but you're saying twenty five points. That comes down to the manager, the selection, the subs. Oh, it does. It it's does. the manager that selects Danny Rose. Of course it is, and again, that's why a lot of people feel that it's time for a change now, and they're well within their rights to. You know, some people feel we can turn it around. I've got to be honest with you. I'm absolutely terrified for that West Ham game. Absolutely terrified for it. Because I just don't know what Tottenham team's going to turn up. I mean, you, you've sat here yourself every week, Chaz, and you go to me, can't get any worse. They're going to turn it around. But I keep saying to you, there's something different this season. There is something different that this is not the same Tottenham feel there's been for two or three seasons where there's that united togetherness in that dressing room. It just isn't there right now. And I can't see where it's going to get any better. And yet I still sit here terrified about who's going to be the manager. And that's crazy because he doesn't look like he's going to turn it around at the moment. Yeah. It really upsets me. It really does because I part of me doesn't want to hound this man out. I really don't want to hound him out. But at the same time, I think he doesn't want to leave Tottenham. Will he be hounded out? Will he? Well, fans are speaking, aren't they? Fans feel it's time for a change. And, and rightly so because of the results and the way mm. it's gone. But I think also Maurizio might be stubborn and feel to himself, no, I, I do want to leave here achieving something. For me, if he was to stay and win the FA Cup at the end of the season... I, I I would think that's the perfect way for him to go. I, I, it would be a travesty for me, I have to say this, that if he leaves not achieving anything at Tottenham, it would just be so sad for what he's given us over this last five, six seasons. And yes, he's not given us any trophies, but he's given us some wonderful nights, some wonderful memories. I would feel really sad as a supporter that he's not left with any trophy for what he has built at Tottenham. Because he has given us a consistent run of Champions League football. He has changed the perception of Tottenham. Let's not forget that he has changed the perception of what Tottenham are as a football club. He truly has. And that's why mm. I do feel sad calling for his head. But I feel like also the writing's just on the wall. Mm. I, well, I'm well, so torn. But this is a problem because, you know, we've had callers where Adrian will say, he's going, this international break. Other callers say, I want him gone. Whether you want him gone or you think he will be gone, 
what do you want? Because, you know, it feels like you're almost waiting for the club to make that decision. Either I think if the manager wants to go, you know, Get off he, that fence. You know he, he might go. If he leaves at the end of the season, he goes with my blessing. Or, or if the board get rid of him, well, that's fair enough. Not the board, not the manager. Yeah. What do you think needs to happen now? Take that hat off when you answer as well. I th- so we can see the <laughs> no, colour of your I, eyes. I green. think, you know. No, everyone, everyone no, will listen, answer. Listen, not, not just Ricky. <sighs> Anna. I think at the moment where things are going, I feel like if we don't make a change. Then I I only see it getting worse in terms of results as what's shown throughout this season. But mm. I feel like the board have made their mind up. If I'm being honest with you, that they are going to stick with him till the end of the season because if they're going to change it, this would have been the international break to change it because there isn't now a break between here and January, mm. and therefore if they were going to bring another man in place. That would have been the time to bring someone in to allow them to make the changes. So I don't know where else they're going to make that change. If what? they're going to make the change mm. after West Ham, then. Jace, what if the board think, well, we started slow in the Champions League last year, we got to the final, we've had those back-to-back wins, we might qualify there, you know, look at those games. Are, are they still hopeful that maybe he is the right man, this could turn around? They're looking at it with a different perspective. I don't think they'll make a decision anyway until that Champions League group is finished. I think, you know, there's that's a big thing. If, if you can somehow, not somehow, we should still get through that, but... If we can get to that stage where the Champions League group is over and you know you're at least in the Champions League, you can at least have a genuine plan for a second half of the season. Mm. I think if they've looked at a new manager and a new manager says to them, I'm happy to do it, but I don't want to do it until next season, then that might well keep Pochettino in the job. But like I say, for me, I'd be looking to change it now. Or change it now, maybe. And Adrian Sam, maybe this international break. Well, we've spoke quite heavily on the manager. You can still have your say. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. But excitement is building ahead of the historic women's North London derby at Spurs on Sunday against Arsenal. Massive clash, and I'm delighted to say we're forgetting all the manager talk because Anna is going to be telling us everything we need to know about the game on the weekend. Love sports. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with a, with the last word on Spurs. I was just going to say they got tongue-tied. The new look last word on Spurs because the squad depth is so strong. They can mix it up as they please. They can rotate when they want. Well, it's a European fixture tonight. Ricky Sachs, uh, Anna from Spurs, XY and Jason McGovern. Delighted to say now. It's on to more positive news. Let's 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 have a nice positive fifteen minutes because we're talking about uh, the Spurs women and obviously excitement. Anna is building ahead of the massive fixture on the weekend. We spoke a little bit earlier about how well the tickets doing, but can you tell us as much as possible? Because I know you're you're heavily linked with all, all the Spurs women. Um, can you tell us as much as possible about the fixture on the weekend? Yes, obviously, as you said, it's a North London derby. It's the FA's first time they've organised a women's football weekend, similar to the, the non-league weekend. So um, it's very exciting. And this is the league, obviously, this is the first time Spurs have been promoted to the Women's Super League, which is the top tier yeah. of football in the Women's League. And uh, it's a massive opportunity. We've really done well. Our first game was actually against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. And Chelsea, obviously, a very well-established side. We lost. 1-0 but we played really well so that really gave hope for us in this league that you know there are teams like the Chelsea's the Cities, and Arsenal who are champions obviously they won last year they're in uh, Champions League they've got full-on international players and absolutely no disrespect to them Arsenal really strong so this fixture on the weekend will be more about just the actual game it'll be more about the result it'll be it was actually going to be the occasion, trying to attract fans because mm. obviously we're playing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So that's a massive opportunity for everyone who's mainly been associated with the men's side to see the women's side. Because for me, what really brings... That's why I'm so passionate about this is 
obviously being a, a female and, and watching them and being like, oh, this could have been me at some point. Obviously, I'm not that good at all. But for me, what was it, is that it brings such a family feel. That's why mm. I fell in love with going to women's games is that I can actually go and talk to the players. I'm too shy to do that, but hi, everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love supporting them from there, from outside on the pitch. I love seeing their names. I love following them. You know, you, you just feel so close to them and... and I haven't feel I felt that I felt that with Poch when he brought it in because before that it was really far away but it's still so different in the men's game when you, you know we were talking about wages and everything yeah. though with women now they've this is the first year they've gone professional we've actually offered professional contracts and it's such a big step and I've been it's been so lovely following the the team obviously not every result has been perfect we've won like 6-0 and then we've lost like massive games as well like for example in the pre-season we won like 7-0 or something at someone then we lost 6-0 to Arsenal so um, historically with us against Arsenal we've not done that well but it's more about the progress and, and going into we've signed like seven or eight players if not more and you know that kind of we're always signing new players and we're freshening the squad and, and this season like um, Jason was asking why we're not playing Ashley Never who is my personal favourite I think she's incredible she's a great and, and brilliant left back and the right back she's she's wonderful but there are so many other players I could um, shout out but we've got so many new players coming in and so many of them who, who bring experience like Kit Graham and um, our goalkeepers and everyone just bring that thing the things we lacked beforehand which was what we need now is leadership and anyone who's got experience from WSL teams and stuff and it's just really exciting so yeah going into this weekend it, it, the more important is how we're going to get into it and trying to encourage more people to come along and support the women I you know I'd love for us to score a goal because I think that's what I really want to celebrate I'm just I'm really looking forward to seeing them there I think they've earned it because they actually won the league uh two seasons ago at White Hart Lane and you know they actually lifted a trophy at White Hart Lane and it's just it's absolutely amazing that they get to come back now to mm. the new stadium as a much improved side and as professionals yeah and Anna you mentioned it there and it is amazing how far they've come and the, and how far the women's game come you know mm. a couple of weeks ago uh, the Lionesses selling out at Wembley yeah. the World Cup the success that that was this year you know it just feels like the game at the minute is going from strength to strength and now obviously Spurs women you know more uh, tied in as a club as a whole professional contracts you know all done under the same banner you know and like you said the game of course it's big on the weekend but it, it's more than that it, it's a milestone isn't it and then that's what this weekend marks exactly as you mentioned the lionesses the world cup they had in the summer was amazing it's really attracted attention mm. so many more people are talking about it. and the opening weekend i mentioned with chelsea that was a thir- uh, less than 31 it's like twenty five thousand attendance there was a manchester derby on that weekend which was the record attendance and i'm actually really hoping that we can actually beat that record attendance this weekend because the North London Derby is the best derby. But <laughs> How are the tickets going? Because I know uh, one stand was, was nearly so, it was, from what I it was completely heard, sold out, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I'm not about completely, but what I've heard is that the South Stand is more or less sold out and Tier 1 as well. So, fingers crossed, uh, people still keep buying tickets because they're all available and it doesn't matter who you support, just come down. I mean, the stadium speaks for itself. So, mm. this is actually the perfect time to come down and see the stadium if you haven't already. Yeah, it is, it is the perfect, Jace, I want to bring you in, but it is the perfect opportunity. I was lucky enough to go to the Spurs Stadium for the NFL, but just events like, to go see it. It's just to, to go see the women's game. You should and the stadium itself. Yeah, I, th- I think there's two things to say. I think that the the organisers of the fixtures have actually done a really good job this year because they've they've kind of they haven't thrown it into the computer like the Premier League. Say they've they've cherry picked games, international break. So you got Spurs also. I think the the, the women's game kicked off Chelsea during an international break, wasn't yeah, it? As yeah. well, the first one. So they've got the timings of games right. They've given the exposure to pick certain fixtures in the big stadiums. And I think for 
for the modern day Premier League fan that that doesn't like everything they see, the VAR, in, the, the money involved, the, the players' wages out of control, all the negative reasons. Mm. And they say, do you know what? I wish I could go back to, to grassroots football. I'll, I'll go and watch my local team. They have now have the opportunity to see a Tottenham side along those types of lines. Anna's right. It's an entirely different atmosphere when you go really friendly, family fun. There, there isn't quite the... There's no rivalry. Opposite. No, there's like, not the rivalry. I went to I the United game. We're all sitting side. together. Yep. We went to, I went to the West Ham game at the London Stadium and there was a West Ham fan in the away section and the stewards unfortunately pushed him out. But all the fans were like, don't take him out. It doesn't matter. It, you know, it's, it's football. It's, yeah. We shouldn't be so tribal. strong about this. Yeah, not so tribal. But, not but, at that, all. but that's an no, appeal as well for I when love you're attracting it. I think it's new so fans good. because some fans are put off by that. You yeah. know, If you are going as a family, you might not want to. you might not want to take your kids and, and, and that's a yeah, really good asset that the Premier League does not have because people are scared to go to games but I know as well the success that the women's game is having this yeah. year the last 18 months Spurs and, and, and the women's game they have to carry on capitalising mm. now don't they? No for sure and as you said the family thing I wanted to touch on that as well is obviously being younger generation because I've had people sit behind me who brought their kids and they're just not that interested in the game but if you if you bring it to like a women's game you've got like these tournaments they throw out gifts and stuff it's also a really good way to bring girls into it because it's less tribal less violent um, but yeah they do have to capitalise on it. I think as you said the, the FA have done a great job at um, building out the fixtures in a right way and a right time, giving them the, the format and the platform for it as well. And we just need to go on from there. Proper TV coverage now yes. as well. Yeah, where, where that, the, that's where that huge. Helps. TV yeah. and FA player for every league game. So you've got access. You can watch it. Because I started covering the games and loads of people asking me, like, how can I watch it? I was like, I'm sorry, you can't. You either watch highlights or you go to the game. Mm. But now you can actually watch it. Do I want to ask Anna, in terms of Wan and Karen, <laughs> how much praise do they deserve for how they They're have led incredible. this group through? They're absolutely incredible. I mean, Karen's been at the club forever. She's done like everything from the smallest academy players to all the way to the first team. And then Juan is specifically just the first team coach. But together, they've just done such an incredible job. And they won this, the September manager of the war together, which is, you know, their first month in the FAWSL. And they deserved it so much. So I just I couldn't be more proud about them. They're so passionate. Um, Juan and Karen, they both always speak so highly and so elegantly about everything. And yeah, they're just so passionate. I just, I follow Juan on Twitter and he's always about the details and he's always about, you know, this is about passion and putting effort into it. And you can see there's such a unity there. It's, it's incredible. What do you reckon the aims are then, Anna, for the season for Tottenham? Do you think it's just established themselves yeah. in this new league? Oh, 100%. I mean, we're not challenging for the title at all because, uh, as I mentioned, like the, the cities, the Arsenals, the Chelsea's, they're a lot higher. United as well, who've only, actually, it's only their second season. They Fairly were, new themselves, aren't yeah, they? they? Yeah, they established last year. Um, they came into the championship, so to speak, with us and then they came up. They, but again, they that's great to see because you spur each other on. I mean, it chose my work. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't actually mean that. But, you know, I think it's vital that all the clubs, they are starting at the same time and, and you help each other. You see that and they're, they're sort of pulling each other along. Is that fair to say? Anna? I think that's fair. Yeah. But as I said, like for going back to Ricky's question is um, it's more important that we establish ourselves and we beat the teams that who we want to beat and put in a good performance against the ones who we respect and they're better, like the Chelsea's and Arsenal, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be um, naive and say that we're going to go and win this. I love a draw. But if we lose, I just want us to put in a decent performance, which I know we can. So, mm, Well, oh, there's so much to talk about. Uh, fixtures on the weekend, Spurs women, uh, and, and it's on Sunday at three o'clock. And, and yep. where, where can everyone get tickets and watch it? Anna, and well, so you else? can buy tickets at Tottenham Hotspur as well, TottenhamHotspur.com, or I think Arsenal have also been selling there. So it's on general sale. So please go. How much a ticket? 
six fifty, I believe. And that's another thing as it's well. So cheap. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's not that it's so. Well, it, it is cheap, but it's just that that's more inviting for families. Well, you know, I, like I, I don't want to like completely change the tone of the show but if you have got like two or three daughters or two I or three sons I think family tickets yeah. are also discounted yeah, somehow it's so, so hard to go to a Premier League game you exactly. know whatever club you are you're talking about in, in the hundreds to get a family to go and, or then you can't get a ticket and it's a bargain to get into the stadium like that for the London Stadium it was £2 so you know that's a London Stadium in the end of the day but for Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to get in for 6 for £2 an adult, for the London Stadium. Stadium. The yeah. council tip, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great chance. I think I Anna said, that, you know, for people that haven't gone to that stadium yet, go and check it out. I mean, Chaz, you've been there. I have. Uh, it's, it is a, a wonderful, remarkable venue, and you might see us win a game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that was coming somewhere a bit of positivity on the show where you are listening to the Spurs fan show we were just talking about Spurs women we didn't even touch on VAR there's still so much to discuss but you're listening to the last word on Spurs Love Sports you're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Anna from Spurs XY and Jason McGovern. Well, we were just talking about the game on the weekend, Spurs women taking on Arsenal, talking about how far the women's game has come. Certainly Spurs women, terrific game on the weekend. We'll be talking a little bit about it again next week, but I said you can call into the studio and it wouldn't be the same show if we didn't have Adrian's corner. Adrian, you've called in. So good to speak to you once more. You want to talk a little bit about the team, how they go forward. Yeah. Hi guys. Hi Anna. Love your vids. I post them all the post all your vids in the group I run. Oh Spurs bless you so. Oh place. thank you so much. No no love them. I'll always post them. Right. Aww. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the West Ham game in the way ahead, guys. I mean, like, do you think because results haven't gone our way that Potts might adopt, you know, more uh, more defensive midfield like play? Some people think four four two or four four one one's old fashioned, or four five one like when teams come and park the bus against us. But I think it could be very effective if you're playing LaCelso and Son on the flanks because they both track back and they both tackle and they put the effort in. And then if you've got Sissoko and Ndombele in the middle, in the middle you've got strike, quite a strong midfield behind either Deli and Kane, you know, and you've got Mora and Ali on the bench. You know? Do you know what, Adrian? I don't think I even know what this manager's going to do team-wise. You know, he has changed it, was it, 90, <laughs> the last 94 occasions... Your guess is as good as mine in terms of that team. I just hope we see a team out there that's fully committed. I just This fixture gives me concerns because you're playing against a team that are desperate for a result. The manager's desperate to save his job. It's building up to be a, a very, very big fixture. And if ever you need character, unity, you know, desire, Spurs especially with their away form, you do feel that if we're going to turn the form around, if we can't get the away form, like, if we can't get the away result against West Ham, you do again tend to worry about when's it going to come. I did say the same against Everton, so he needs a result, doesn't he? That's the most important thing. He needs a result if he's still here for that game. Oh, he'll be here for the game. I mean, like, I agree with you earlier. I mean, like there, well, there isn't a plan B because no. they're still going with plan A. I agree with what you said earlier. There's, there's no way Poch is going to be gone. I mean, it's unless it's at the end of the season. I mean. I think we'll, we'll have a clue of what's going on because it's all speculation at the moment and the only people who know what's going on are those, the bold, Levy and Potts, really, at the yep. club. Everything else is pure speculation, isn't it? I mean, and January will be a sign. With incomings, outgoings, if they happen, that'll be, that'll be the biggest clue to the way we're going forward at, you know, as a club. I 100% agree. I think that what you said there is spot on. I think depending on what Tottenham's January business are, you will have a very, very clear understanding and you know pathway to know if Maurizio Pochettino is still going to be the manager come next season, which 
I don't think will be the case. I think this will be his final season. And if it is, I would like to see him go on and lift silverware because I think that would be the right way for him to end the season. But then part of me is absolutely terrified that this form can't continue. So, as I said earlier, I'm absolutely torn at the moment. Well, I don't see the club changing horses midstream. I don't see it. I mean, this time of year, as you know, every year a club's in trouble this time of year. There's all the speculation. The transfer rumour mill's in full swing, isn't it? You know. Well, Ricky starts there. We've got five That's why late. six if you include Jack Clark at Leeds. You know what I mean? It's just, mm. I mean, but none of this is substantiated, is it? It's all, it's all like rumour and speculation. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, well, that's what they feed off. Adrian, always good to hear from you on the last word on Spurs. Adrian's corner there. What is a tradition? I just want to quickly, uh, now, as we're coming to the end of the show, I know sometimes, you know, in football, everyone loves a stat. Sometimes we pay too much attention. Sometimes we look at it and go, oh, nonsense, because football doesn't work out like that. They've been looking at strength of schedule for Spurs coming up yes. the rest of the season. And also, another stat, Spurs' top four chances. 14% Spurs currently have to make top four for the rest of the season. <laughs> so it would have been less than that. <laughs> Me too, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow, OK. What, what, what do, when you see stuff like that, whether you buy into the stat or not, 14%, does, does that change the way you feel about how it's gone or your view on the side, Ricky? No, I just look at how we're playing on the pitch. And percentage-wise, at the moment, I wouldn't give that very high for anything, to be honest with you. Jace, do you, what, 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 what? as Ricky says, it's it's the performances on the pitch, and you know, for me, if you pay the money that we do these days, when I leave that stadium, I want to have a real buzz to think, oh, I can't wait to go back there in two weeks' time. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me who the opponents are. Exactly. Doesn't matter whether we yeah. win or lose. It's it's. Am I excited to go back to that stadium? And at the moment, you think. Oh. Suffer this again in two weeks' time or whatever, and that, that's the problem for me. It's the and that's that's why even if Mourinho came in and win a trophy, I still have that feeling of oh god, I don't want to watch this anymore. It was the same under Ramos, yep. you know, and, and so that the quality of football is the first thing that I look at. And I'm, I couldn't agree more, to be honest. I think that's what's been one of the most exciting things about Pochettino is that he's changed it around. He's made it electric. He's made the players hungry, but he's made the fans hungry. Yeah. And yeah. I've been wanting to go to games. and I couldn't wait. I've been buzzing. And now, obviously, we had the opportunity to stay before and after the game at the stadium. And, and that's it. I, you know, and I'm, he, I mean, his first comment when he took over the job was, I want the supporters to, have, to be proud again, didn't he? I think that was oh, the, yeah, the key yeah, line. He has done And that. he has given us that pride. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just also worry that for all that work he's done, I don't want to see him undo it. No, mm. and that's why. I just one thing I would say is that I don't feel comfortable him being hounded out. I understand fans that might want to change, but I don't want to see what happened down the road with Wenger. It doesn't yeah. deserve that. Just put some respect on his name. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. But Ricky, the other stat, obviously the strength of schedule. You, you had seen that one. What, what did you make of that? Uh, I haven't paid too much attention to it whatsoever, Chaz, because, again, what I said earlier, I look at what's going on the pitch, and regardless of the schedule, mm. we're not getting results against anybody. It's not that we're getting results against the bottom-half teams and we're not getting them into the top-half. We're not getting results at home. Yes. We're not winning away. Would we get a result against ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a very good talking point. Yeah, Tottenham A versus Tottenham B. Nil-nil draw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depends, depends what side Danny Rose is in, doesn't oh, it, Jace? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, obviously, uh, this is this is the last word on Spurs. Who's going to have the last word on Spurs? There's no game this weekend. And there's no last word on Spurs. There's no game. West Ham. Wait, wait, wait. There's a game. There's a game. There's a game. This Spurs isn't. Oh, well, I was getting to that, but you, you'll cut me <laughs> off. But yes, yeah, so I, I was building up to you having the last word, Anna. But Anna, please. Yeah, no. So there, obviously there is a, a game this weekend, and the Spurs women are playing against Arsenal women at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And all I can say is, come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Couldn't have put it better myself. And obviously, if you listen to last week's show, you listen to this week's show, you know you've got to have a dream in life. I've, ever since Lee McQueen told me last week, and I've had the best weeks of my life. I've been nothing <laughs> but dreaming. Lee, thank you. This I've has been, been chips the, at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag justice for chips. This has been the last word for Spurs on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I've been joined by Ricky Sachs, Anna uh, for Spurs XY and Jason McGovern. So much to talk about in England, winning 5-0. They'll be happy with that because Harry Kane scoring a hat-trick. We will see you next week at the same time. We'll be talking about that Spurs-Arsenal game and looking towards the game with West Ham. 7-9 every Thursday on Love Sport Radio. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.